Hello and welcome to another episode of Matt Levitt Online. Today we're going to be talking about endless leads. Certainly uh, the key components to the endless leads concept is going to be working through a contact base. It's going to be working through your customer base, understanding the value of networking, and in implementing the entire referral process, every single piece uh, that we talk about in endless leads is going to be dealing with Uh, the referral process. So we're going to break it down. We're going to go through the contact base to teach you how to analyze your list, how to place it in certain buckets, what the approach should be, the action, referrals. Uh, Then we're going to be going through working the customer base. We'll get to know the value of the customer base, the 80-20 rules that applies to customer base, retention, referrals, and providing a few examples in in terms of you know actual verbiage uh, that we use and have been using here for decades, uh, and then we'll go through the networking concept. Something that really helped uh, me to uh, truly grow and build and and start from scratch and and begin to build and develop uh, a business and uh, to continue to do that on an ongoing basis. So we'll go through that, and then we're going to be wrapping it up with the concept of referrals inside each one of those. But I put it as a standalone piece uh, because it's important enough to talk about specifically, and it's been so valuable uh, for the business that I've done through the years that I want to make sure that we spend some time really, truly focusing on that. So really, no matter what type of business that you have, everybody would agree that quality, qualified leads is an absolute must to truly building a high quality business. And so when you're creating, when you're creating your hive of business, when you're looking at your entire business model and that hive of getting people, and I say the word hive because here at MLO, we have created this uh, business model around these concepts of, you know, making sure that you are properly researching, designing, have your message, that you are acting and, and engaging and growing your business all the time. And we'll go through that as we go through this here today. So create your hive, work your hive, stay in your hive, and focus on your existing customer base and focus on your existing contact base, and then we'll move into networking here in a moment. So having warm leads uh, to talk to and having warm leads that are coming into your business all the time is going to offer, obviously, new potential customers, and it's going to offer new potential opportunities to create that out of that customer base and that contact base uh, referrals. And what I have always believed through my years of doing business is that you create a win-win concept all the way around and never feel like uh, that you're annoying or bothering somebody to give you more business, to give you referrals. So this is going to be a very positive, maybe a little different aspect of, of creating business than you've seen or worked with in the past. But we're going to use a lot of ideas that certainly have been talked about and discussed and We'll just throw it on, uh, throw it on out here, and I'm going to put my twist on it, and that's why you're listening, because you want to hear what I have to say about this. And over the years, you know, my teams and I, we've explored and we've invested 
tens of thousands, probably in the hundreds of thousands of category by now on many di different levels of lead generation, you know, direct mail, uh, dinner seminars, email campaigns, social media, trade shows, cold calling, you name it, dozens and dozens of others. And the one thing that I cherish the most is working in people's personal contact bases. And there's a lot of reason to that. So as we move down through this, uh, and as I've looked back and analyzed my businesses over the years, it's produced millions of dollars of revenue over time. And ultimately, it's been our best weapon for rapid, sustainable growth. So if you start with your personal contact base and you properly research that contact base and you create the design or the plan that you're going to do to move into uh, contacting those individuals, uh, or those businesses or those companies or the, the, the connections there and have the proper message in place. Uh, we're going to show you how to do that all throughout this process. Now, if we take the power of our uh, uh, current contact base, you've spent <clears throat> all of your life up until now uh, developing your contact base. And some people, their contact base, they feel is better uh, than other people. And probably it is, and it depends on what type of business you're doing or where you're going, but we all have a contact base. We all know that. In fact, it's estimated that uh, should you die tomorrow, there's an estimated, if, they, if contacted correctly in your area, there's an estimated 200, 300 people that are going to show up at an average funeral. And so that would really be your contact base right now if you were to take a look at it from that perspective and take the morbidity out of it, but take a look at it from that that perspective, and you're going to see that you have, uh, you know, two to 300 people at any given time in your contact base. And one of the processes that, that, that I've used is, is I'll have people stop and I'll begin to have them just take on their hot list, write those names down on a, on a piece of, take a yellow pad out if you want, write the names down. Or some people say, write names down. You know, yes, write the names down or go to your contact in your phones, everybody on their and in, in their phones these days. I don't know about you, but I've got thousands of names in my phone. So my contact base to to, to have a contact list of two to five hundred contacts is nothing. And especially if you start looking at uh, your email base, and then you start looking at your your friend base, perhaps on LinkedIn or even on uh, Facebook you're going to find that you have lots and lots and lots of friends. Now, these people may not be your friends necessarily, but they are your contact base. And how you tap into that contact base is really critical. So here's the first thing that we're going to do. Um, take your product or service and our it's product and service, really. What you provide from a service aspect is, is then attached to whatever your product is, tangible or intangible, and think about the automatic people that you feel you can benefit or, in your opinion, have the most need for what it is that you have to offer. And that's pretty simple. The thing that this is going to do is, number one, it's going to provide good time management for you as you move into this contact base. This is part of the research and design phase of you know, preparing for developing out your contact base and making something happen with it. And the average person, if you were to take percentage-wise, and you say, well, if I have a uh, 100 names here, you're usually going to find 35 or 40 people on that list that are going to fit probably a criteria of some kind. 
depending on what it is you're selling and if it's a if it's a highly consumable product you're probably going to find 35 to 40 percent of those people um are going to have a real need uh for the product that you have to offer or your service okay and let's just say that another 35 to 40 percent may not need or may not be interested in what it is that you have but they're close enough to you and they trust you why not let them know about your business or offering what it is and, and see if you can get them to refer uh to you uh your services okay your services your your product how you feel about it is going to be able to be relayed through other people if you meet with them and that group of people i say meet with them that group of people i would just simply offer up let's go to lunch or let's go have coffee and then i'll um i'll say hey i haven't caught up with you in a while tell me a little bit about your life and then i'll tell them a little bit about my life and what's going on in the business that i'm involved in and i thought of you because i thought that you might be somebody that could help benefit me as i open my doors or as i begin my business or as i expand my business whatever the story may be use that terminology with that 35 or 40 percent that middle portion of people now let's back up and let's talk about the people on your contact list that are um people that you feel might be able to benefit from what it is that you have and you could start off an approach with, hey, John, you know, I've started a new business in the area. You can text or phone call this to somebody. I thought of you as somebody who may be able to benefit from this product or service. I'm in real estate or I'm in property management or maybe I'm in um, nutritional supplements or you name it, you know. And I'd like to take a few minutes of your time to discuss it. I'm in financial services, whatever the case is. What is your schedule like over the next couple of days? So these are real simple, and you can go to MLO and pick up some of these sample uh, scripts that we have there available for this. Now, remember, you're, you're working inside your hive here, and this cool, somewhat laid-back approach works. These are people who you have a relationship with, so you got to turn the verbiage into the style that's most gonna uh, work best for you. But think about how people that are in your group perceive you. Do they perceive you as a hustler? Do they perceive you as a laborer? Do they perceive you as a professional? How do they truly look at you? And so you gotta customize your style to match that. And the more that you do this, uh, the better you're gonna get at it. So keep doing it over and over and over again, and you're going to get better at doing that. Next, what we wanna understand is that each lead uh, that we have, um, you when you go through and you start to de design a plan uh, to get them in front of you and start the process of delivering your message, you have to create the right message uh, that's going to work according to your features and benefits of your product and according to your style or your personality. And then I create the story around it. And that story is, Here's what's happened to me. Here's what happened to John and my neighbor. Here's what happened to Mary. Or here's what happened to this company. Here's what I was able to do. So you're sharing stories from a conceptual standpoint on the value of what the benefits of your products or service have uh, been able to achieve for them. And people are going to listen to that more so than they're going to be just jamming features and benefits down their throat. Okay, so... The story aspect of it is something that really works very well. So that's your contact base, okay? And as we move through 
One of the things that I want you to realize is a lot of times people who come to me here at MLO, they feel like they've already blown through most of their initial contact base. And that's why they come to us in many cases is to understand how they can uh, better uh, uh, improve upon that or make themselves a bit more, uh, how do I, you know, how do I take myself in this position? Because, uh, you know, if, the, if you think you've blown through all your customer base and you feel like you have nowhere to go, uh, well, I have a number of ways to actually save your ass. Uh, and we're going to do that. I'm going to take a break right now. We're going to come back and we're going to be talking about saving you from the aspect of if you've blown through your entire contact base, if that's what you feel, we'll come back and we'll talk more about that. All right, we're back. So let's just say that you feel like that you've blown through your, your, your entire contact base and you're wondering, what do I do now? There's a number of things you can do. Number one, you can go to your customer base. If you have a customer base of any kind, and if you don't, your company does or your organization does, you got to have a customer base. Um, and that customer base is somebody that you can go to. And I use the 80-20 rule here, believe it or not. Think 80% of the future revenue that you may have could come from 20% of your existing customers. And I've seen this over and over and over again in many in many businesses that I've been involved with and consulted with. Keeping and growing existing customers is extremely valuable because these customers are far more easy to sell the new customers and are highly likely to furnish referrals if properly approached. So conversion rates of existing customers to new or updated, you know, products and services that you're offering are far greater than chasing around new prospects. So, you know, they spend more, uh, the retention is higher, they're, you know, and overall it's a far more efficient and cost-effective uh, way to run. Now, people ask me, well, how do I work my customer base? What do I do? I'm going to give you like three or four key pieces here. Number one, make it a priority. Uh, how do I make it a priority? I spend time every single day looking at my customer base, contacting my customer base, reaching out to the customer base, building that relationship, following up, offering up, uh, advice and opportunities, being a, being a specialist, so to speak, to them and learning ways that I can take care of that customer base. That's the key here when you're looking at uh, any customer base that you have in place that you gotta take care of them. We call it follow up or follow through. And being that go-to person, that expert is gonna be super uh, valuable to you. Recently, I got on with a gentleman, I said, Roberto, are you okay with me contacting you each quarter as a courtesy just to you, to, to you and your business to make sure that I'm offering current opportunities and advice for you and your business? And this is something that, that word for word, that's something that I use with people. Um, and that's my style. Uh, put it in your own style. You know, it's real simple. Just asking for a reason to contact and follow up with them. If you ask for follow-up, you get the buy-in or the upfront contract, we call it. And then you can then turn that into 
uh, future business. Now, uh, so we talked about n- number one, making it a priority. Number two, that piece of follow-up and follow-through is really truly building that relationship through going through and being the expert and then following up with them and offering them advice once a quarter, once a month, once a week, whatever the case may be. If you're de- depending on your product service that you offer, you know, will depend on the uh, relationship style and time that you do with that. And again, you got to get that upfront contract with them. Now, a couple other things you can do immediately is your customer base, you can incentivize them for future business. So you can incentivize them. We've got a new product. Um, Here's something we're going to offer to you. Uh, We've got, and by the way, you know, I know this, uh, I get emails, I get texts, I get all these kind of me personally, and it might be an age category, you have to think, you know, right now while I'm recording this, I'm 53 years old, I've done business, I, I prefer text, uh, personally, believe it or not, more like the millennials, I, I prefer it. However, uh, I, I, and I think that that's one way to get in contact with people very specifically and very immediately and very, and very effectively, although phone call also works for me, but it doesn't work for a lot of people, and a lot of times I don't even check those messages. So, you know, I don't like to leave messages anymore. I simply, you know, uh, will call somebody and leave a message. Rather than leave a message, I'll send them a, a, a um, uh, SMS, a text. Uh, if you can do that, if you have cell phones, you can obviously do that. Now, that, so that's the third thing is you can incentivize for future business. Another thing you can do is automatically ask for referrals and be specific and be direct. And we're going to talk more about referrals specifically as we move through this. Uh, so I want to, you know, I want to uh, leave that for a little bit later here. An, uh, another area, you got contact base, customer base. And for me, my first four years of business, I never had to leave contact base, customer base, and, and referrals. I did all my business through contact base, customer base, and referrals. That was it. However, when I moved to a major city, I was in financial services. I'll never forget this. At the time, I was probably about 23 years old, and I had a referral base come with me from western Kansas that I was working in the in the community, but I wanted to have, I was meeting with, uh, I started meeting with peers of mine in the same profession as me. They weren't they were, you know, we weren't uh, affecting one another in terms of, we were actually competitors. And I started meeting with my successful competitors and asking them questions, take them to lunch and ask them questions. And um, <clears throat> one of the things that I realized was that they, they were, they all, uh, you know, two of them, you know, the, the most powerful ones uh, that I really, you know, respected said, Matt, um, you, you got to learn to network. And you got to get into networking. You got to get into networking groups. And I thought, man, uh, I, I don't know what that's about. I've never really done this. I don't, I don't really understand that. And so I was forced because I was, uh, had moved to a new area. I was scrambling. I had very little savings. I was in a whole new area. I'd set up shop. I'd, I, uh, you know, in order to start making some money, I wasn't making enough money off of what I had going at the time. So I was really scrambling, you know, to succeed. And that answer came to me through those meetings. And here's what I found. Um, I found that networking really carried a whole new dimension. I was, you know, as, as I was facing this and looking at it and, and I felt like I was doing a pretty good job. I'd done a very good job of work contact base, work customer, customer base, work in the referral program. And yet I wasn't, uh, I was feeling a little bit stuck or on a learning curve to get this networking thing down. 
And so I did like all, all of us would do is, you know, is learning something is you just dig in. You don't quit. You learn and learn and learn and you get better and better and better at it. And it, and it wasn't as difficult uh, to do this as I thought it would be. But whether you feel you have a need to do it or not, I'm going to implore you to master networking events. And we'll go through this because mastering the networking event is, uh, is, is really critical. And I've got a whole nother piece on this that we won't get into here today that goes and breaks this all down. But a couple of key things that I want to go over is, is that, first of all, talking and listening and relating all needs to be in balance, okay? Uh, talking is one thing. Hi, my name's Matt. I'm new to this. Or, hi, my name's Matt. Um, how are you? I'm, you know, you're just opening the door to conversation in a networking event. Think of yourself at, at an event where you might be um, at a, um, a, for example, I was at a, an event for financial services and insurance practitioners. Oh, my gosh. And, and I'm at, at this event, and I start walking up to people. Hey, I'm Matt. I'm new to the area. I've only lived in Denver for a period of months. And um, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself or your business or what brought you here. Uh, that's how I began was creating initial conversation. And by the way, uh, creating that initial conversation is probably the most difficult hurdle. There's another hurdle, but that's the most difficult hurdle is creating that initial conversation. Walking up and saying, hi, my name is, is one thing, but getting them to engage with you and pulling that uh, conversation into uh, the arena that's going to help you uh, you know, walk back through the process of getting names and following through with those names and uh, working with those names from a referral source is going to be super powerful uh, for you. But here's one of the things that <clears throat> helped me out a lot. Uh, I, uh, and I think that you don't underestimate the value of what you can bring to a networking event. Um, people don't really want to hear about you, what people want to think about you is, is that's a pretty interesting dude. And um, one of the, the most important ways you can become highly interesting, believe it or not, is closing your mouth uh, and do the 80-20 rule on, on your talking and, and listening and 20% talking and 80% listening because it, you're going to be able to find out if you've got a real business prospect, number one, or you've got a, a referral source or if somebody that you just need to move on. You know, because that's what it is. You, you might be able to establish some source of uh, a, a mutual resource base or maybe you might be able to get a referral from them or you might be able to do business with them. And that's what I found, believe it or not, from a bunch of colleagues in the same arena that I when I walked into the, the, the this very first networking event, I didn't even think that I was going to be dealing with the potential of business. But I, I felt like it was just going to be I'm just doing this for practice. Thank goodness I went in with the idea of doing it for practice uh, because I came out of that with a handful of uh, leads and opportunities that I then chased down uh, over the next uh, several days and turned it into something. But I would encourage you to also learn the form or the frog method, whatever works best for you. We talk about at MLO becoming a frog connoisseur and a frog connoisseur is somebody who can open a conversation and talk about family, talk about recreation, talk about occupation and goals and probably do it in that order uh, versus going immediately into occupation and then goals and then backing out and never really getting to know who their family is and what they like to do for fun. 
But if you'll use that concept, I think the networking event is going to do very well for you. And the last thought on networking is follow up. After the event, uh, you know, you, you go go to your notes because after each event, you should be taking notes. You should pull your journal out, take a few notes on the people you talk to or put it in your notes on your phone, which is even better. Email it to yourself. And now you've got yourself an edge when you walk into your office the next morning or the next uh, uh, time that you're there and you dedicate that time to following up with the people or following through. Maybe you scheduled a meeting with somebody and now you got to follow through with them. Or maybe, maybe that night you could say, hey, John, thank you. It was a pleasure meeting you. If I can ever do anything to assist you in your business, please let me know. Or, uh, hey, John, you know, uh, it was a pleasure meeting you. And um, good luck at at your son's basketball tournament this weekend. Whatever the case is, you're you're beginning the follow-up process, and you're going to begin to get networking to work for you. And then, uh, by the way, we do a whole other piece on how to network everywhere you go. So make sure that you uh, check us out on that piece. It's a really, really cool piece. You want to learn to network every single place you go. And wrapping up on the networking part, I just want to focus back in on this because a lot of people don't do this, and I just want to make sure you do. Try to spend 80% of your time listening and interacting um, and asking questions. Now, interviewing them is one thing, but asking questions and engaging with them is a whole nother thing. And in wrapping up, and we won't dig in too much with this because we do a whole section on referrals, um, but referrals is a big piece of endless leads. It's a big, big, big piece. I want you to, number one, write this down. Make it a practice. Make it a habit. Make it part of your presentation, and it will become you. Uh, A lot of people just don't ask for referrals, and there's a couple of reasons why. Number one, they just simply don't know how. And that's the biggest one. We'll go into that for a second here. And probably the other reason is is uh, they forget. You know, they get all excited or wrapped up into getting the business or get all de- de- depressed and, and rejected, they feel, and, and, and walk out the door and don't ask for referrals, or they just simply don't know how. And it's one or the other. And what we're going to do is we're going to walk you through the process. We're going to teach you exactly how to do this. And I'll give you a skim read on this right now because we go through at the MLO process, we walk you through the effective methods of, of creating that proper referral uh, receiving program. And that means researching the individuals, researching the concept, designing a plan uh, with your referrals, creating the proper message, knowing how you're going to act upon that, what kind of presentation, what that's going to be like, and actually doing the presentation and then engaging with them and having real conversation, asking questions, getting yeses, getting tie downs. All of this is part of the engagement process and then turning it and growing it into something. So the, 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 the first three, research, design, and message or preparation, and you know the back three on this, of course, Act, engage, and grow are going to be the actual, you know, action, you know, part of this. And by the way, if you have a tangible product and you think you're not in the service business, you're dead wrong. Service is what will set you apart and gain you the edge in referrals. And if you have a non-tangible product, such as insurance, uh, and you think that you're in the service-only business, and you're wrong again. We all have a product and a service, and it's the mindset of knowing this that will crack open the door 
to endless reserve, uh, referrals. And this endless referral program is going to work well for you because as you walk through this and you create the, you, you know, you get, you research the people that you're going to be working with on this. Uh, you do the d- design and plan how it is that you're going to work the referrals and names that you have, whether you're going to put together an email campaign, a social media campaign, an SMS text campaign, a direct approach, however you're going to do it, marketing, what's your follow-up and follow-through methods. These are all part of designing your effective uh, Endless Leads program. And then the engagement and taking the action, doing the, you know, uh, making sure that once you have all of this together, uh, then you take the action. And here's some action items, you know. I would contact somebody and say, I'm in the process of expanding my business. And I found that referrals from one happy customer to another are the most successful way to do so. Have you been happy with the way we've conducted business thus far? Now, I can do that with a, 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 a new customer or I can do that with an existing customer. That's a way to work through and get that referral door cracked open. Have I succeeded your expectations of delivering a quality product and service to you? I'm trying to get a couple of yeses, and those couple of yeses are going to turn this thing on as we talk about in previous and further and future um, Sales 101 concepts. Here's another one. John, I'm expanding. I'm currently expanding my business, and I find it most helpful when friends, family, and customers refer others that I might be able to benefit. Would you help me with this? And that's a direct approach with a friend that maybe you're meeting with and you're having lunch with, and maybe they're not somebody who wants to buy from you, or maybe they have bought, bought, bought from you. Um, who do you work with? Uh, who do you play golf with? Who do you have tennis with? Who's your racquetball uh, a time at 6 a.m. that you told me about that you're dealing with? This is how we narrow down the referral process and begin to effectively get them to come our way and get those referrals. There's a number of other things that I want to talk about. Don't have time for this session here today. 